spooky theme music for the spooky podcast. We don't actually have any spooky theme music, so I hope somebody spooky makes some for us. I hope it's spooky Rachel that does that for the spooky podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is the usual music, but I kept saying spooky. I see what you did there. Because it's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's a very special podcast, Michael. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's just a normal, normal podcast. Okay. That's not great. Never mind, so. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> we saw, Ben, we saw Thor. We did see Thor. But we're not going to talk about it. No, heavens no, because this week is Halloween. It's Halloween. Also, it's not out in America yet. In that America. It's not out until next week. That's terrible that they don't have a, or a release date for things like that over the, there and that, that, that day in America. That America. Uh, it's not out till November the 4th. So the general oh, God, American public still haven't seen it. How the, do you know who gets them released earliest, which I find hilarious? Italy. Yeah. Italy gets very early released. Because if you don't let the Italians have it, they'll they'll smash your windows. I don't care. I don't want to see it. If he's not here first, I don't care. Thor. Thor. Um, did you see, though, on the topic of Marvel films, did you see the new trailer last week for Black Panther? Yes, the revolution will not be televised. Gil Scott Heron and Vance Staples in a combined soundtrack. Unreal. I don't know what any of those things you just said. Doesn't matter. Um, no, it does tell me. That's I'm very we, yeah. So Gil like, Scott Heron is the the song that you hear in the background. Gil Scott Heron is a famous uh, jazz music. Well, early hip hop kind of um, prototype. He he kind of founded a lot of the spoken word activism kind of thing ah. uh, and his most famous song is the revolution will not be televised oh yeah I know it uh, yes I'm sure you do uh, it's quite famous but they mm-hmm. took Van Staples who is a, a, a very popular modern rapist mm-hmm. um, and they've combined the two into a really kick ass song for that trailer um, the original one had uh, Run the Jewels it's yeah. that really cool song that you hear at the in the teaser trailer that they released um, and they've kept that really strong music game up with the Vance Staples, Gil Scott Heron crossover track, which is really, really cool. What um, did you think of it up there? So it got me it? super pumped. Um, super pumped. You just, <laughs> keep, just keep saying super pumped. Super pumped. What What did you think about it other than the music? Thought it looked deadly. Did you? I, I did. I, I was. I think it's going to be a bit messy. Yeah. It's very big. I don't know. You're introducing a lot of the mythology very quickly. Yeah. And also, it looks like we're heading for a showdown between the good and evil version of the, the character. Which I really hate. Iron Man. Iron Man versus Iron Monger. Ugh. Ant-Man versus Yellow Jacket. Ugh. Hulk versus Abomination. Ugh. Captain America versus Red Skull. Ugh. And now Purple Black Panther versus Gold Black Panther. Ugh. See what I'm saying? Purple and gold being the colours of royalty. Yeah. Really, really unsubtle thing there, Marvel. I know. Um, also, no white eyes in the mask on the purple black. I know you Panther can see his, uh, his real you can eyes. See, you can see Chadwick Boseman's eyeballs. His actual real eyeballs. His eye peepers. And his surrounding. I'd say they'll probably zip over or something. Something like that. I don't know. It looks kind of cool though, that one. Did you, did you see the observation that was made on Twitter I did during it. the week that the only. The only two white people in the whole trailer are Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis. And Andy Serkis. Both of whom seem to be of nefarious character by birth. True. But mm. that means like the only two white people in the movie are Bilbo Baggins and Gollum. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're the I didn't even realise that. They're the they're the Tolkien white guys. Oh my Oh <laughs> Oh that was excellent. That was very good. That was excellent. I wish I hadn't stolen it from Twitter. Oh that was excellent. Yeah. Oh, that was deadly. It's a good, oh. good pun. Thanks, Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. That's a genius. Yeah. What? What smart guys are out there just sitting around like talking like this? I wish so, I hadn't. I wish I thought. So clever. Of that. Yeah. I've just stolen. I wish you thought of that as well. Yeah. I thought you were fucking genius just, for a no, second. No, I just stole someone's joke. Oh, flat, uh, out, flat out joke stealing. That's what we do on this podcast. It looks like it looks like Andy Circus is going to be deadly. I quite enjoyed him in Age of Ultron. Yeah, as Claw. And now he's got the actual powers of Claw without the very annoying 60s orange jumpsuit Perfect. cyber face. Yeah. Depends on which version you see. He's orange a lot of the time as well. He, the comics version of Claw is physical sound. 
It's just a it's just a vibration. Yeah, he is mm. sound. He's made of sound. That's ridiculous. And the the claw hand is the only part of him that's it's the big mat- megaphone looking thing. Yeah, no, but it's the only part of him that's like matter. Oh. The rest of him is all sound. Solid sound. I don't think I like that. Well, that's you, you can't do that in a film, so that's why it's um, abstract concepts don't work on film. That's why it's it's not that anymore. But I did think that um, he looks like he's going to be very very good. Hmm. Um, Sorry, Michael B. Jordan looks like he's going to be a lot of fun. Michael B. Huge. He's ripped us. Yeah, no, he's get he's, out. He's quite shredded. Yeah, he's quite. Shredded. He was good in Apollo, though. You saw it in Creed. Yeah. What? Uh, not Apollo Creed. The Apollo last week. No, the boxing film. Creed, yeah. He was Creed. good in it. Um, he's ripped, though. And he's got those little dots yeah. all over him. Scarring. Tribal scarring. Is that what it is? Tribal scarring. Like Seal. No, I think Seal just has scars. Oh, is it? I, I think. I don't know. I'm not Seal I, expert. I, I don't know. I know it's probably a nod to African tribal scarring, which is an old tradition that is done in certain tribes in Africa. I thought it looked like the um, the nanobots of his suit might have been coming out from the bumps, but I don't think they are. I think they come out of his collar. It could, though. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know. Uh, Chadwick Boseman looks like he's going to be reprising African accent number two. Oh. Um, you know, in the trailer, if you listen to it, um, the, his one of his Dora Milaje, his bodyguards, his female bodyguards... She looks pretty cool. She says to him, don't freeze... Don't freeze. <laughs> and he says, why would I freeze? And they're from the same country. Why are they pronouncing freeze differently? There's a big variation. Yeah, why are there's they pronouncing... A big, uh... Ben. I enjoyed his pronouncing... sass to his bodyguard, though. I never freeze. I, ne- I never freeze. <laughs> freeze. Freeze. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm optimistic. I hope it's not another Ant-Man. I hope it's bigger than Ant-Man. I think it will be bigger than Ant-Man because Marvel hasn't got a really strong black character in <gasps> there. A really strong black character... They haven't had a central strong black character. Falcon is great. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he doesn't exist, but he's not a central character in any part War of the Marvel Machine. movies. I'm sorry. Not even. I forgot about War Machine. That's how central that particular black character Luke is. Cage. No, no, in their cinematic Literally universe. Literally a strong in their, black character. In their cinematic universe. Netflix universe doesn't count, and you know it. Do not try and walk me into this. Um, no, but I think they're probably going to go quite, quite heavy on on this one and kind of hopefully it's well written I don't know who wrote it no I don't either I don't know I don't know what was it Tanahasi Coates did he take over from he wrote the series the no I don't know who the journalist Tanahasi Coates he's a really famous black journalist he wrote he wrote the uh, Black Panther series for Marvel for a long while and then he launched Black Panther and the crew. Did you hear about that? No. But it got cancelled for being too racist. Oh good. But Tanahasi quotes is is a black activist. He's quite famous as a oh. as a black rights journalist and activist. So it was interesting that it got cancelled. No, I don't know who wrote Did you hear that? about the big scandal at the Marvel Con thing? No. The big one where you know the retailer conference that they have every yeah, yeah, year yeah I know Marvel yeah yeah so they have this thing where they meet the retailers of various comics uh-huh. and there was a real divide between new comic book owners and veteran comic book owners comic book shop owners yeah comic book shop owners sorry um, with regards to all the gender swaps and mm. racial diversity that yeah, Marvel's sure. bringing in yeah, a lot of the older retailers started screaming like racial slurs and stuff really? and it was they had to shut down the Conference, part maybe. of the conference mm. and Marvel are quite disgusted with their retailers it's it's a very we could do a whole podcast on Marvel's Marvel's you see I'm kind of against it the 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 deliberate diversifying no of, I, I'm all for diversity no no I know that's but, but I but wish the, they would make up new characters the, yeah the, this shoehorning diversity yeah. crap that they do Wolverine's a girl like, now Wolverine's a girl now Hulk's an Asian Tony Stark's a black woman yeah black teenage girl Ironheart. Yeah, Riri Williams. Couldn't even call her Iron Woman. No, that'd be stupid. <laughs> Ironheart is stupid. Iron Woman. It's Margaret Thatcher. <clears throat> Ooh, that's the Iron Lady. Yeah, she's a lady. Um, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, sorry, got off track. I was just fascinated um, that they were so vocal about it, mm. and this was because they. There was a lot of yeah. Sorry, there was a lot of stuff involving that. They pushed back the oh, Punisher got a release date. Yes, November seventeenth. November seventeenth. Which I'm looking forward to. It looks good. very soon. Yeah, very soon. It's only two weeks. Yeah. 
That's, that should be good. Yeah, about two that's, weeks. That should be good. Yeah, that'd be fine. No one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Marvel TV, yes, it's it's time for our oh, it's time for our most popular segment. <laughs> Sorry, no, not our most popular segment. That's completely wrong. It's time for our least, least. popular segment. <laughs> least, Michael, uh, and our least popular segment has theme music now. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Does it? It's not. It's not loading. For the love of God, this file type is unsupported. Oh, that'll be the end of that then. We can't do the segment this oh, week. we can't do the oh, segment. No. Oh, no. Hold on. No, this is very unprofessional, Michael. This is not So anyway, just to come back to that topic. Um, oh, wait. We still having technical difficulties? Yeah, yeah fair enough. So awful. just to come back to that issue. Um, there was a lot of kerfuffle about all that a couple of weeks ago. when So those two parties kicked off with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the whole thing where Marvel announced they were going to do a partnership with a gun manufacturing No, firm. not a gun manufacturing firm. Northrop Grumman. What is that? They manufactured the B-2 stealth bomber. Yeah. Yeah, a weapons manufacturer. A weapons, yeah. yeah, so an arms. Stark. Yeah, Stark Industries, exactly, in yeah. real life. Uh, and then the Vegas shooting happened, so that was cancelled. And then the original creator of... They pushed the Punisher release date mm-hmm. back because they felt that it would be insensitive to reveal a well, gun-toting vigilante's... I don't know if anyone actually has said that that's a fact. No, I think it was confirmed. I, but was it? I think it was confirmed that... because the creator of... Um, the creator of the Punisher came out and voiced his disapproval of this mm. because they they still went ahead and announced their partnership with Gun... Northrop Grumman. Northrop Grumman. Which sounds like Solomon Grundy's cousin. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah... So I was really fascinated by all this. Anyway, you found the theme music. Found the theme music. Let's go. Fucking fanboys. your chosen life partner and you it's uh, that's we have to say thank you to uh, Polka Dot Sundays for vocals and uh, the Rachel Bot for for samples wow Wow. Wow. so let's hear about Inhumans no let's not can we just look it was a great theme song I actually really enjoyed that part of the segment this week can we just no we're just going to talk about it so um, Karnak as you remember Karnak was uh, with the, the only good character. The only kind of good character. So he, he's, with the, character. he's with the drug dealing lady. The lady. And the drug dealing man has killed the other drug dealing man oh, no. in a fit of jealousy. Yes. And he's ready to kill Karnak and the drug dealing lady when they come out of the tent after their coitus. Post sex murder. So they come out of the tent, yeah. the man shoots at them, Karnak's powers are coming back a little bit, and the only good part of the five episodes so far. Karnak karate chops the bullet in half as it's flying through the air. Fuck off. That's great. It's bullshit. But one of the bullets hits his lady friend. Yeah, duh. And she gets shot and she goes, ah, I'm shot. So anyway, they run away. And he, later on, flicks the bullet out of the wound from behind using his special powers. Hang on. He flicks the bullet out. Hang on. Yeah. That's not his powers. It is now. No, 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 no. You can't change five episodes in, Michael. Shh, that's his powers now. So then... God's sake. Then other drug dealers come... Oh, fuck's sake. ...and shoot the original drug dealer... Oh, sake. ...and try to track down Karnak and his girlfriend to kill them. Who cares? And they capture Karnak because his powers malfunction again. And they capture his How? girlfriend. But then Gorgon finds them. Oh, fuck. And Gorgon kicks the ground with his boot, not his hooves. Yeah, because hooves are expensive. Hooves are expensive and hard to walk in, as you know. And that knocks them all down. And then Gorgon and Karnak and Karnak's girlfriend run away. Please stop. And the people follow them through the jungle. And then in the jungle you hear gunshots and... And screaming, mm. and then Black Bolt and Medusa are there, oh, and they're all reunited. Fuck. Just like that. Yeah, in the middle of the jungle. After five fucking episodes. Just traipsing just, around the jungle. Just boom. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, this is not a joke. Fuck. Uh, Crystal has. Don't be royal sister, too. With, yeah, with her boyfriend, her Dave. Sorry, what? With the, the man Dave, the, the man who was. Used to go out with the vet, and the vet came to help Lockjaw. 
Oh yeah. Dave. Yeah. So Lockjaw Human Love Interest number one. Yeah, so Lockjaw takes Dave and Crystal around the island. Fuck. And they finish on a beach. Oh fuck. And they go skinny dipping. To nineties music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Fuck. Twice. Did they buy the rights to one ninety was it Waterfalls by TLC? <laughs> no. Don't it's, it's go kinda... chasing in humans. That's not great. Leave them alone on the moon. It's <laughs> alright. You pulled back a bit. It's not as good as the official theme music of the segment. So look, it continues to be shit. It, it, it is awful. Shock. It's awful. Amazing. It's the main thing. I'm thinking now that in future we'll do this segment every two weeks. Yeah. So there's a bit more content. So I can fucking relax <laughs> once a week. There's only three episodes left. Who but cares? It's just it's not good. Who it's gives not- a flying fuck? Me. It's Hawaii Five O with a guy with a mute oh, and a woman better. in need of, and Sinead O'Connor. Mute and Sinead O'Connor do Hawaii Five O. It's not good. And there's a dog. The dog's good. Also, the I figured it out. Do you remember that you really didn't like the opening sequence? Yeah. It's the Justice League Unlimited. Oh, not the Justice League Unlimited. Sorry, the Justice League. The original Justice League opening. Yeah, yeah. it's that. But with you're right. The Inhuman logos and a little cartoon dog. So it's been done before, so it's something I already saw done worse. Yeah. Pretty much every single Marvel thing that I see on TV. Something I've seen before, but done worse. But Not Netflix included. Netflix. Not Netflix except included. Netflix. That's not TV in the same way. Also, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did Ghost Rider. Shit. You've never seen that done well. Fair. Oh, you yeah. have. Special effects are about the same. Special effects are about the same. Probably a little bit better in the movie. Yeah. I watched that arc in the YouTube... Supercut. It's fucking awful. <laughs> they didn't even use the proper Ghost Rider. They used a the fucking car Ghost Rider. Oh, you and your backlash against diversity. I, it's not it's Robbie do, Reyes. It's nothing to do with the Robbie Reyes. You can have Robbie Reyes just have him on a bike. But Robbie Reyes. Now they've expanded. Have, have you seen the Ghost Rider that rides a mammoth? Yeah. Have you seen that in the comics? It's good, isn't it? It's gas. <laughs> That's on? from Legacy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, because it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> We've decided to focus on um, a, a really niche little genre in comics. Yeah. Um, that does quite well for itself yeah. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Horror yeah. in comics. Yeah. Um, and because we're such a fan of the elevator pitch here at Michael and Benjamin's podcast, yeah. we've decided to have not one, not two, but three. No, not three. <laughs> Damn it, I ruined my bit. Do it again. Four spooky elevator pitches. Haunted spooky. elevator pitches. Um based on horror comics that Michael and I enjoy. Well, that was the original idea. That to be was. honest, while I was researching this, I kind of basically talked myself out of oh. wanting to see any of these things as a movie or a TV show. So what are we doing? Well, no, I'll still tell you. I'll tell I you know. why I talked myself out of it. But just oh. so you know. Just so you're not too disappointed. Do you want to go first? Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first comic that I have chosen is Image Comics uh, Fatal. Uh, Never heard of it. By Ed Brubaker and... Ooh, crap. Fu Manchu. Something Phillips. That's Josh Phillips. It's not that. Dave But, but anyway, anyway, every year for Image Comics, this particular duo come up with a kind of noir-based, uh, old-style illustrated comic right. for the thing. They do criminal um, and other things. And every year they come out into looks kind of hardcover formats and they're released Um, but Fatal is a rather unusual one because it's an LA kind of noir 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 spell Fatal Fatal F-A-T-A-L-E like Femme Fatal it's not Fatally no Fatal oh definitely wow 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 Fatal wow Um, that's crazy wild you guys are doing some weird stuff over there Wow. I don't know if that's been picked up. Wow. Good, good. That's better, Luke Wilson. Wow. It's Owen Wilson. Oh, I thought it was Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson is my brother. Wow. Go back to talking about Fatal. Yeah, so. <laughs> anyway, you like this, Michael, because like- the central horror of this is Lovecraftian I like a in Lovecraft. nature. Also known as cosmic horror. Mm. So, H.P. Lovecraft, for those of you that don't know, was a mildly autistic man that wrote whoa, a series. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was he? Yes. Diagnosed? Yes. Really? Retrospectively, but yes. You can't diagnose someone as being autistic retrospectively based on their work. Um, no, it's like a documented thing. I would. It is, it I, is, it is widely... I will be researching this and fine. I will be hosting the segment Ben's Retraction next week. Go ahead. 
Okay, carry on. I studied at university. Um, so. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't mean it like Ooh. that. So. I've he, got almost as many degrees as you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> he pioneered what was called cosmic horror. He is kind of the originator of cosmic horror in mm. a lot of ways. And, and racism. And some pretty heavy racism. And sexism. Yeah, he's not a, not a great guy. Yeah, and fear of sex where all the tentacles come in I guess yeah um, so cosmic horror is the idea that human beings are uh, microscopic in the scale of um, the universe horror um, so there are things beyond human control mm. usually referred to as the elder gods or Cthulhu to those of you that are keeping up uh, which came from from the mountains of madness uh, which was one of his um, it's either a novel of his or a short story compilation of his. But anyway, the idea of the Elder Gods, which are a bunch of terrifying, monstrous beings Ooh. that are just beyond the veil of human comprehension in another dimension. Mm, um, and most of his stories feature around humans glimpsing into that particular um, universe and being horrified to death and of, going the, of the results. Going mad. They become prefer, madmen. I prefer mental. They go absolutely mental. Yes, yeah, and not good. in a good nineties rave way, like <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a oh Jesus, I've I've cacked myself. So how is Fatal kind of so, akin to a Lovecraft? Um, Fatal centers around a classic kind of fifties noir setting. We have a hard boiled detective. Oh, you like that? Um, I do. I love them. Both of mine have elements of this in it this time, okay. uh, which I'm quite happy about. Um, and it centers around a very important woman, Joanna. Joanna is the important woman. So it's not Lovecraftian. Well, in that, in that, there's an, there's an actual woman, yeah, who isn't sexistly. She is the central character of the whole thing. What? Uh, and it is named after her because she is, in every sense, a femme fatale. Um, Forgot to turn on your battery. I right? did. She is, in every sense, a femme fatale. Um, and it starts. So I'll Hold show on. you the casting. What do you mean in every sense? She's um, a woman and she's dangerous. Yes. That's li- okay. In the 50s in America. Okay. Does she have lipstick? She does. And a hat. And she uses sex as a weapon. Oh, typical woman. Typical femme fatale. Yeah, Steady on, I mean. Michael. <laughs> All right, Lovecraft. Take it easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, John is very important. And there are a couple of male characters that are quite important as well. The most important one for my initial pitch um, mm. will be a man called Dominic Reigns. Mm. Um, not to be confused with Memphis Reigns from the 2001, uh, no, 1999 Gone in 60 Seconds starring Nicolas Cage. Or Roman Reigns or from Roman, wrestling. <laughs> or Roman Reigns from wrestling. Neither of whom are this person. Or, Dominic Reigns. Oh no, that's porn. We're going to mm-hmm. say that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're talking about. So, um, this reporter. Is Who? a real do-gooder, Dominic Reigns, Dominic Reigns in the 1950s. Okay. He's a reporter. R-A-I-N-S or R-E-I-G-N-S? Or A-I-N-E-S. Ah, oh, Reynes. Um, it could be Reynes, actually. Yeah, maybe he's I don't him. know. I've never heard of it. Mm. I've never heard it. I'm going to say Reigns. Okay. Um, and he is... And this is pretty much how we're going to play it as well. Um, he is doing a story on police corruption in right. the LAPD. Yeah. Classic. 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 Yeah. Um, and... During his investigation, he has seen the woman that spends a lot of time with one of these corrupt detectives. And he's fascinated by this woman. She has a, an otherworldly allure. When you, when you said that, you made the symbol for big boobs. <laughs> otherworldly <laughs> allure. An otherworldly um, allure. And we find out slowly that this is Joanna. Right. And he can't understand why this man is with such a young woman. Joanna is around okay. 25. Oh, Cara de Lune. And the man... The, the corrupt detective is around sixty, and no, and he has trouble understanding why a sixty-year-old man might be attracted to a twenty-five-year-old woman. No, why they are together? They are oh. a couple. Oh, they are a couple, couple. Um, and he can't understand this. So eventually, he convinces her to have a drink with him mm-hmm. during this investigation, right. and she lures him into lures this world. Him. And we're not really sure why she's decided to take advantage of this young man, mm. um, but we find out that later there is an imposing threat to her safety. Oh. Uh, so Joanna, as it turns out, as it conspires, and the, the whole real heel of the jig of this entire thing mm-hmm. is has been cursed during World War Two. She oh. is immortal. Oh, classic. Um, like Duncan MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod. Yes. Who? Duncan MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod. No, you're gonna help me out. No, no, Duncan MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod, the Highlander. Highland. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I just know him as Kevin. What's McCall? Kevin. What's his name? 
What's the name of the actor? <laughs> the movie I know Sean Connery's in it. And then... No, the Duncan McLeod is from the TV show. Connor McLeod is from the movie. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so he's immortal. Generation gap there, maybe. Yeah, well. Um... <laughs> Feelings are hurt now. <laughs> anyway. She's immortal. She's immortal. Yeah. She has the power of suggestion, not unlike the purple man from Jessica Jones. Yeah. She can tell people what to do. Yeah. Um, and all men find her hyper attractive right um, and the reason for this is because of her allures because of her allures um, and the reason for this is that uh, she was to be a sacrifice oh classic uh, during World War 2 by the Nazis to the elder gods to help them win World War 2 Nazis Real the man that liberated her is a man with second sight and this is the detective Right from ah, and when they met they were the same age and when they were met they were the same age right um and now they are not. Yeah, Years later, uh, he is aging at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I guess, the pro-Elder God team, mm-hmm. the Elder God worshippers, are out to finish the sacrifice. Right. To bring their gods into this dimension. Fucking okay? Classic. Bad. So, because he's getting so much older, mm-hmm. her protector, who is called, oh, I think it's Hank. Dave. Hank. Um, he decides to sell her back to. Uh, Can't just go around selling women. The reason being is he has contracted lung cancer. Oh no! Um, and he wants a few more years on this planet, so he goes to the the. Oh, so he's a bad egg now. Yeah, he goes to the master. Are you spoiling this? Yes, but oh, this good. is from two thousand and eleven. Okay. So I think the statute of limitations on spoilers is gone. Okay. Okay. Well, um, okay. And he goes to the master, which is the mm-hmm. name of the leader of the Elder God worshippers, who has a lot of Elder God powers. He's like a vassal of the Elder Gods on, on Earth. And he makes a deal to mm-hmm. give her up. She gets wind of this, and she needs to find a new protector, someone mm-hmm. new to help her. Oh, and she lad. focuses in on Dominic Reigns. Oh. So the reason that I chose this as a series is because um, it takes place over multiple ty- decades. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's a TV series. Yes, it's a TV right. series. And I was taking the true detective bent with it, ah, where you could have different very good. genres and different things played out at different points in time. True Detective has referenced Lovecraft a little bit every now and then. So, yeah, there's the spiral and, and things like the, that. The, the King the, in Yellow. The Spiral. Mm. The King in Yellow. Mm. Great Victorian text. Um, so, the people that I've chosen to play them is, for Joanna, <laughs> Elodie Young, because I adore her. But she's, she's perfect. She's perfect. For this particular role. Ben um, cast L.D. Young in Shocker. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I wonder who's next. You have Christina Milian. I have L.D. Young. Leave me alone. I don't have Christina Milian. <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Um, I'd be spending my time with L.D. Young if I... Come on, yeah. who's next? Uh, next for the detective. Funny that you mentioned True Detective. Oh, you did. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, because he would de- that's the detective there you can see they're quite similar yeah, yeah, but be- he does angry and embittered quite well he's the older detective he's the older detective right um, and for Dominic Reigns who's very important we have Oscar Isaac oh yeah he's good isn't he Oscar Isaac I think would be a good kind of innocent naive reporter um, to wade in on all this you sure that's a picture of Oscar Isaac that's Oscar Isaac you sure that's not the guy from The Gifted no, that's Oscar Isaac. It looks okay. very similar to the guy from The Gifted, yeah. though, because the guy from The Gifted looks very like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, that's true. But it is Oscar Isaac. Um, and then I don't think I picked... Ah, so... Did you forget someone? No, no, not really, but I just forgot to fill you in on that particular part. When we move on to season two, because it'll oh, be so successful from yeah. season one, Obviously. it will move forward to uh, the 70s, mm. um, and it will focus on a new male character. Mm. Um I think it'll be the eighties actually, uh, but it's a guy called Nicholas Lash. Oh, is it Lash of a young fella? No. Um, and he has to help Elodie finish this endless cycle of elder gods that being is. brought back and things like that. I think it might be modern era actually. It could be two thousands. Um, and I've chosen Killian Murphy to play him because he's a very broody character, unnecessarily yeah. broody. Noted floppy um, fringe, Killian Murphy. Noted floppy fringe, but very intense and oddly attractive. Yes, and from Cork. From from Cork. He's a very soft man from Cork. He talks yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, unless he's in Peaky Blinders, in which case he talks like this. Now you listen here, either. You're a Shelby. You should. It's amazing. It's anyway, that's my that's my. And that's what I think should be. Is the comic worth itself. picking up? Um, the first runners. 
okay. worth picking up. As usual. Um, the first five issues are great. I would say the first ten. You can pick them up in a very nice hardcover. Don't um, do hardcovers. Fair enough. Uh, you can pick them up in two trade paperbacks then. Great. Uh, one to five and one to f- uh, five to and six to ten, respectively. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Ben. You can do that. Good recommendation. Cool. Have you ever heard of Hack Slash? I am briefly aware of it. It is the fetishization of all the wonderful 80s horror movies. Pretty that came much, out. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Look, this is not a deep comic book. No, no. but that's okay. Horror this, is rarely deep. You take that back. No, I stand by it. This is a shallow-ish comic book about a sexy lady and a monster man fighting other monster men. So it's horror movies then? Well, I think the writer, Tim Seeley, hmm. writer slash artist Tim Seeley, yes. I think he thinks, I hate to put my words into someone else's head it's not a very good thing to do but he looks at it from a if you're going to be exploitative you might as well be empowering fair so it's the classic you see the thing about this the thing about why I kind of convinced myself against this being a good candidate for adaptation is it has been done quite a lot recently in the girl who survives the classic horror and becomes a monster comes back she, she, it's it, making it into a series would be very like Supernatural, uh, but with a girl and a monster instead of two brothers. They already tried that, I think. They, 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 they did. They had that, that, that ill-fated spin um, So anyway, Hackslash, Cassie Hack is a lady. Subtle. She's a sexy lady. And her, mo- she was very plain. Does she wear fishnet stockings? She wears fishnet bodies. Is she mildly gothic? She's quite gothic. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. Look, there's a reason I like it, Ben. Mm. So you have a type. What's what is it? What's come on? Forget, let's forget about the comics. <laughs> let's just criticize each other. <laughs> come on, let's go. This is finally it. It's coming to a head. <laughs> right. Why was that? No, you don't analyze me. That? You don't analyze me. That's not how this works. We talk about comics. What was that? We talk about comics. We don't analyze each other. Why is this the turning point? Shut up. What was I saying? (laughs) What was I saying before you upset me? She's a lady. She's a lady. That's what it was. And when she was in school, she was bullied. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. You did upset me. I'm angry now. I can see that. My birthday last week. I'm very sorry. Sorry. So... (laughs) It was uh, to a haunted house last week. Yeah, it was great. Um, Sorry, she's a lady. She's a lady, and when she was a child, she was bullied. And her mother was the lunch lady at school, and she killed all the kids who were bullying Cassie, and uh, cooked them for lunch. Like the Treehouse of Horror episode from The Simpsons. Yeah, actually. but that's probably based on something itself as well, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure there's probably a famous serial killer. That did um, so Cassie discovered this as a child and wow. stopped her mother and witnessed her mother's suicide. And in the world of Hack Slash, uh, slashers, your Those. classic slasher is your Michael Myers, your Jason, Jason Voorhees, your Freddy, I suppose. Uh, but your slashers are people who died in some horrific way and come back angry. Ah, oh, so they're like revenants. The government in the comic book calls them revenants. Oh, um, that's useful. So her mother then came back as the lunch lady, who was a slasher, a revenant, who had like she was very resistant to injury and. Okay, so it fits in with all the classic things of why didn't that work in the film when you're yeah, in the cinema? And you're like, exactly. oh come on! Very, and now it has a an ex- very much invented by Michael Myers in Halloween. Yeah, who just keeps taking abuse and coming yeah, back. But that that was unheard of until that point. Oh, was it? Yeah. The bit, like, oh. you know where... Have you seen Halloween 1 where Michael Myers yeah. gets shot by Loomis? He shoots yeah, yeah. him six times and he falls off the balcony. Yeah. Before that, audiences didn't expect... Audiences had no reason to think the next time Loomis looked over the balcony, Michael Myers wouldn't be there. Right. These days, we obviously very much do. It's a jump scare. But it's not a jump scare. Well, it's, just, just, it's just gone. Ah, okay. It's like the bullets in the fall didn't kill him. How did they not what? kill him? Yeah. Because he, why would you think there was anything supernatural happening in that movie? 
That's true. Anyway, that's the world Hackslash lives in. I cool. Think. And it's a sexy lady and a monster fighting other monsters. What's the monster? Uh, the monster is called Vlad. Oh. He's a kind of mutanty thing, but not mutant in an X-Men way. He's just a big deformed man. Yeah. And he was raised by a butcher. Oh. And the butcher taught him butchering skills. So when Cassie comes across him the first time, she sees this big deformed guy who's good with meat cleavers. And, and assumes. thinks he's the slasher. He turns out not to be. And then they help each other to be, kill the real slasher. Oh. And then they team up. Oh. Isn't that lovely? It's um, quite nice. The internet... They've made a couple of efforts to make this okay. uh, as a, into a movie already. Uh, it was it was optioned by a real bad bloke. Who? What was his name? Harvey Weinstein. No, not him. Um, oh, I've not written his name down. Anyway, the bloke who who was optioned by he has a funny name. Is it the dope that did Inhumans? No, it was the dope who did the following films. Oh, right, ready. Live free or die hard. Oh, fuck. Another day to die hard. Oh, Jesus. X-Men Origin Wolverine. And Swordfish. Oddly out of step. Halle Berry's boobies. Yeah. Yeah, so, look, it's great that this doesn't happen. But the internet wants Alison Scagliotti. Help. She was in Warehouse 13. Yes. She had red hair in that. Yes. She's black. Claudia in that, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know her. She'd be great for it. She'd be quite good. If we Look, the way to save this... Do you find her sexy? Uh, yes. She's I, very attractive. I lady. don't. All right. I watched her play... Well, you have a type, don't you? I... <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, sexy. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Um, but... Um, I saw her play a very irritating character and it left a poor taste in my mouth. In what? A Nickelodeon. Do you remember Drake and Josh? Generation. You're, yeah, you're way ahead of, of me uh, in that regard. And probably not? just as well. She plays Josh Peck's girlfriend. Does she? In the final seasons of Drake and Josh. Oh. And I know this because I used to babysit my little sister and she wouldn't go to bed unless uh, she got to see Drake and Josh. Oh. Um, and she's the most irritating, obnoxious character ever. And I couldn't see her in anything since. That, Even though she's very good in she, Warehouse 13. Yeah, she's doing acting then. She's, yeah, but I, I don't separate church and state. The way to save this would be to give it to Sam Raimi yeah. and say Sam Raimi God, make this you... a movie have you seen uh, Drag Me no not Drag, drag Me to Hell is that yeah that's yeah. what I'm thinking of do it like that with very kitsch yeah it's a bit gross on the nose but yeah, it's yeah. Like the, that's how you'd save it give it to Sam Raimi say Drag Me to Hell go, on, go, have, some, go have some go have Book fun. of the Dead fun take go her on. out of the fishnets put her in a pair of leather trousers and a t-shirt Give her a baseball bat. Yeah, don't fish sizes too much. Too much. Take it easy. Too much. Take it easy. All right, next. Nice. Uh, So, the other one is less horror than my previous pick. It's American Vampire by Vertigo Comics. But this one has Stephen King. Oh, I like Stephen King. Stephen King and Scott Schneider teamed up in 2010 to create... No, Scott Schneider. Okay, that's fine. The one who rebooted Batman and made him all big again. Um... Teamed up in 2010 for Vertigo Comics, mm-hmm. and they created American Vampire, which is a story that features around a woman called Pearl Jones, mm-hmm. uh, and it's set in the 1920s. You and the past. I love the past. Why is everything love the, the past, past me. Uh, love the past, me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's real good. Um, it's all about vampires, obviously. 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 Um, are they from England? I think Stephen King came up with the idea. Some of them are from England. Oh, shit. Uh, it's very important. Um, and I think Stephen King came up with the idea and Scott Schneider turned it into a comic. I think that's mm. kind of how it basically worked. Um, so, it centers around the idea that she wants to be... She's an aspiring actress in the in the no-talkies. Yeah. Um, in the 1920s. Um, and basically... Any kind of upper echelon part of 1920s America is run by European vampires, aristocratic oh. vampires. Okay, oh. is this a is this a metaphor for Jewish people? Not entirely, but not not. It, entirely. it couldn't not not entirely be that way. No, but they're not Jewish. They're rarely Jewish. Okay. They're aristocrats from Europe. Okay, it's not. No, it's not Jews or vampires. Are you sure? That's no. That's not what it is. Okay. It's elitism versus. Um, Hard work, working class. If anything, okay, it's, it's not. A, it's a, no, no, it's not, not a David Icke lizard people conspiracy. 
kind of but not like it's it has a positive ending and it becomes much more horror based as it goes along like it loses all like this is just the dressing that sets up the initial thing so two very important characters uh there's a famous outlaw called skinner sweet um it's a great name from the west from the wild west um and he got his name because first of all he loved to skin the people that he killed and second of all he has a sweet tooth um, so he's Skinner Sweep um, and he is an outlaw and he is technically the first American vampire American and that's vampire. very important American so, vampire the me <laughs> American vampire honey I'm still free nice. don't come knocking round my door not gonna let you in no more <laughs> now vampire stay away from me so in trying to become a famous actress, she has to talk to producers. And it turns mm. out the producers in Hollywood are... Sex offenders. <laughs> oh, they're monsters, all right. Um, but not the Weinstein variety. Okay. Because it's not a Jew hunt. Um, not... For oh, sake, Ben. Every fucking episode. <laughs> shit. That's not what I meant. I really need to stop opening my mouth. Welcome to the Dating uh, <laughs> Podcast. So. Say something not racist, please. Black people are cool. Yeah. Good um, so, um, she is to be... Basically, she's tricked into going to meet these producers. She's just a snack for them. Um, they use this to feed on young women. So, I guess it is kind of like Harvey Weinstein. Hey! Hey! <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, they think they've killed her. They haven't. Mm-hmm. Skinner Sweet finds her and... Transform, transforms her into a vampire now the reason he wants to do this is because he wants to get rid of the old guard of vampire and no, the reason was... for that is very much like Blade there is a hierarchy of vampires right and the classic vampires are European vampires and they are everything they that you... yeah exactly blonde. and they dress very aristocratically and traditional vampire weaknesses no sunlight no da 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 no silver no uh, running water any of that okay mm-hmm. so the interesting thing about the lore in this, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's an interesting thing to do, is depending on where you're from, vampire blood will activate or will respond differently to every country or oh. landmass. So you get uh, Irish vampires are They break out into a huge, rash of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. They're huge. They're called Gaelic Prime. That's what they're called. They're a very old breed of vampire, and they turn into huge bat creatures oh yeah good yeah so they turn into like they're a really formidable breed of vampire uh, the European ones are all vulnerable to sunlight and things like that each breed of vampire has a new weakness mm. but the latest breed of vampire because America is the new that America is a new place yeah they're very powerful right and their weakness is undefined they don't the, oh. the older vampires are trying to eliminate them because they see them as weaker or it lesser turns out that their weakness is a high calorie diet no. Makes them all fat. No. That's just Americans. Oh! Uh, <laughs> gold is the weakness for um, those ones. Um, so, have you seen any of the Stephen King vampire movies like Salem's Lot? Yeah. You know the way they're all elongated and they have long claws and stuff like yeah. that? That's exactly what American vampires look like in the comic. Like Steve Niles vampires. Yes, exactly. So they're big, they have huge gaping jaws, they're very fast, they're very agile, and they're easily able to outclass, because they're not allergic to sunlight, mm-hmm. um, because they're born in the yeah, desert in airlight, so they're adapted to all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just basically her story against the older generation of vampires as we go along. Sounds good. With those. She falls in love with a human man along the way, um, and again... You would do different seasons in different timelines. I'm very much in love with this idea yeah. as we go. So very quickly, Dreamcast for this. All right. Um, Dreamcast for this. American Vampire. Um, Pearl Jones would be Emmy Rossum from Shameless. Definitely seen her before. Do you know this woman? Okay, she's from the American adaptation of Shameless. Okay. Um, she's quite popular. Uh, her love interest would be Sam Claflin. His, his name is Henry. He's a musician. Uh, Sam Claflin. He's quite handsome. Generic kind of American generic handsome man. man. Did you come across him last week when you were searching for an Apollo? Yes, I did. Because <laughs> he would easily make a, an interesting Apollo. Uh, then we have Skinner Sweet, who I would pick, Dan Stevens. Don't know who that is. Oh, Dan, Dan Stevens from Legion. 
Yeah. He looks very different when he's handsome. Yeah, he's um, handsome there. He's a very handsome man. This is from him in The Guest. Um, but he gets very buff in The Guest as well. So he's he's very Englishman, big and very he? strong. He's an Englishman. But he does a good American, okay. as we know. Yeah, that's um, And that's Skinner Sweet. So it would match just about. He changes in different eras, different haircuts, different mm. dress sense. Because you know, he's a vampire. The usual, because he's a vampire. That uh, is Eli Block. Uh, who is the evil European aristocratic vampire? Not main, Dracula. Main, not Dracula, but very similar. Jason Isaacs, yeah, I think would be a decent pick for him. He's and the then, evil captain on Starship Discovery. Sure, Starship. Yes, he is. Mm. He is. Good choice. Who's allergic to sunlight? In Starship Discovery. Star Trek Discovery, but yes. Starship. Star Trek. He injured his eyeballs. Oh, and he has they to get retinated. And he needs to have low light in his. Do quarters. you think they stole that from from the Orville? Does that happen in the Orville? In the Krill episode. Oh, yeah. They're space vampires. Yeah, it's a great episode. Great episode. Great anyway, chance. that's my pitch. I do it almost exactly as the comics, um, but I do it in mini arcs, arc per season, in so an ideal world. I want to talk about Alan Moore. Oh. Noted weirdo Alan Moore. Noted weirdo. Alan Moore. Norfolk's favourite son yeah. of weirdness. Alan Moore loves Lovecraft. He does. He's a huge Lovecraft man. He looks um, like something from Lovecraft. He does a bit. Um, but what Alan Moore dislikes about Lovecraft mm. is Lovecraft's sheepishness. Sheepish... Fuck. <laughs> Let me try that again. What Alan Moore dislikes about Lovecraft is Lovecraft's sheepishness. Fucking nailed, nailed. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, for example, Lovecraft has always gone on about blasphemous rites and arcane... It's a blasphemous right. Exactly. And arcane rituals and blasphemous rituals. And Do you think there's sexy blood stuff going on? Yeah, exactly. Blood sex magic. Because Lovecraft is all about people getting pregnant with weird things. Yes, and then it bursting about from yeah, body well, horror. Not even... No, not body horror. Because it doesn't burst out. Oh, no. Yet. What's the thing? It's born. What's that called again? What's it's born thing? and then hundreds of years later, generations later, the seed... Havoc. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's not Mike Mignola and Hellboy take a lot from Cosmic Horror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like everyone does. Yeah, Steve everyone King takes does. from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't have horror without it, referencing yeah, it. And the Crimson King. Yeah, and all that. The, it's all cosmic horror. Basically, so, a bunch of overpowerful beings that have complete control over humanity, apart from one. Oh, sure, Stranger Things season two is likely to be entirely cosmic. Yeah, horror based by the everything looks of it. is. Sorry, back to your pitch. So it's not a pitch because I don't think it should be made into a into a movie. Good, because <laughs> Alan Moore. He's not shy on the out sexing, and he's not shy on the out raping. So I still like this comic book. Uh, it's called hate um, rape. I'm not a fan of it myself, but it's called. This is the thing. Rape was rape is part of H.P. Lovecraft. It is, but H.P. Lovecraft was so scared of women and, and sex and sex and penetration that he never really said it. But women gave birth to hideous monsters after these blasphemous and rituals. And it probably wasn't consensually done. Well, it probably was, because they were cultists. Mm. Some of them. Anyway, the Neonomicon... Is? Because I don't al- know what it is. It's a, com- it's a comic by Alan Moore... Yes. ...and Jason, but with a C. Huh? J-A-C-E-N. Jason okay. Burroughs. Anyway... It's, okay. ba- it's based on it's it's a Lovecraft story it's Fair Alan Moore wrote it to be part of Lovecraft well he created the Necronomicon that you see in Sam Raimi's stuff yeah H.P. Lovecraft H.P. Lovecraft did. he didn't create that Necronomicon he no was, but he created the concept of a book of the Necronomicon is also in The Mummy oh. the Brendan Fraser one mm. it's the book that they read from that classic the, yeah it's a great film so am I talking about Oh, yeah. yeah, so uh, Alan Moore wrote these stories. What's going on there? Your laptop just rebooted itself. Why'd that happen? That's going to make a noise now. Between you insulting me and the computer <laughs> making noises. I insulted you once. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. So Alan Moore wrote these. Oh, my God. Why can't I speak? <laughs> Alan Moore wrote these to be part of the Lovecraft mythos. Sure. And these are set slightly in the future. Oh, just slightly. Oh. Cities are protected by glowing uh, domes mm. to keep out the pollution and the rain and Good. stuff like that. It's, uh, they're very interesting. It's about a pair of detectives from the FBI. Oh, that sounds cool. And they they discover cultish goings-on and go to investigate. I'm not going to spoil it because um, it's relatively new. Um, the necro- the oh, this is the big one that he wrote. 
No. This is the big monstrous thing. No. Well, that's Jerusalem. The Neonomicon was the sequel to a comic adaption of an Alan Moore short story called The Courtyard. I'll spoil The Courtyard for you. The Courtyard is about a detective mm-hmm. who's investigating some grisly murders. Yes. And he meets a character, and this character has a lisp. Indeed. And a veil over his face. Oh my. And the character offers to take him to a club and sell him the new drug, Aklo. Mm. And he goes and he, he says something to him, the guy with the lisp. Mm. And it turns out that the drug isn't a drug, the drug is a language. Oh. And when you hear the language, it opens your brain. To the Elder Gods. To the Elder Gods. <laughs> and uh, then the detective kills um, people in the style of the murders he had been sent to detect. Oh. Look, it's good. But it is a bit rapey and a bit gruesome. Fuck's sake! Comic book. Comic to it called Providence. Very good. Okay. Strongly recommend. All right. I will check out both of those things. Yes. Also check out. Have you ever heard of Mouth of Madness? No. It's a Sam Neill movie. Ooh. Well, actually, it's not a Sam Neill movie. It's a. Who made it? Just very slowly check my notes. This is in the notes. In my notes. In the notes. Who bloody made it? Don't know. Oh, John Carpenter. Ah! John Carpenter made it from 1994. Noted horror director. Yeah, it's great. Mm. It's a H.P. Lovecraft-esque story. I'll take it. Watch it. That's my Halloween recommendation. I tried to watch... What did I try to watch yesterday? Um, Repo Man with, with Harry Dean Stanton and Emilio Estevez. It's all about transdimensional Lovecraftian... Incomprehensible horror. Is it? With a smirky kind of smart aleck backdrop. Is it good? Harry, terrible film. Harry Dean Stanton is good in it though. He's dead now. He's dead now, that's why I watched it. Mm. Um, I only watch things when people have died. <laughs> Apparently. That's, that's my criteria. See Thor there the other day. He died. It's fucking spoilers, Ben. He died. No, Chris Hemsworth. Oh. He died in his way at the premiere. It's the whole thing. I'm lying. It's a lie. It's a lie. I've <laughs> dug myself into a hole. Yeah. We wrap it up? Yeah. Let us know what you think. Cosmic horror. Does it make you scared? Or does it make you hopeful for the possibilities of welcoming yeah. our saviors and salvators, the Elder Gods? Let us know in the comments below. Like, share, and subscribe. Anything to add, Michael? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs>